you like cartoons? Do you like talking about them, or in this case, listening to them? Do you like two idiots? Namely, me and Spivsy. But then you're going to love Toon Hounds! Our fortnightly foray into all things animated. I thought I'd shake up the intro a bit. Yeah, that was pretty good, yeah. I thought we could use that yeah, as an good, advertisement. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm Rich Masters, and with me, as always, is uh, Hull's own uh, super saviour who can create giant balls of energy, Spivzy. You're not meant to tell people that I can create giant balls of energy. Now everybody's going to want sorry. one. I'm oh. sorry. Really, it's really awkward at Christmas when you get a giant <laughs> yeah. explosive ball of energy through the post. <laughs> Come on, give me a spirit bomb. <laughs> I'm not made of them. Um, so, this week, we're talking about something I have limited experience in, uh, mainly because most cartoons that probably fit in the genre were like late 80s, early 90s. Um, that's right, right? Oh, I don't know. It, it's uh, it's never really not had a surgence of popularity. I don't think there's really oh, any but, point where well, it's not been a big thing, yeah. Well, also, yeah, I suppose so, because everyone I know apart from me likes <laughs> DBC. Yeah, because well, it's not, one of the greatest not animated pieces of entertainment ever created. <laughs> I think... Um, so, yeah, yeah, we're talking uh, shonen anime. Um, and I, it's fair to say I've not watched a lot. I've watched a, a bit of My Hero Academia... Um, mm-hmm. I've watched uh, I've watched the entirety of One Punch Man. Um, I watched pretty... a bit, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's, yeah, the first season's good. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> it, it gets progressively worse as it goes on. And yeah, it's a little bit more offensive. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, what else have I watched? A fair bit of um, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. I didn't watch the first one because someone told me not to watch it. And what else have I watched? I watched a bit of One Piece, but I was kind of like... Yeah, One Piece is hard to get mm. into because there are like one over a thousand episodes now. So. Yeah. And I kind of feel like... Um... So every time I watch a shonen anime, yeah. I like it, but I'm never drawn back to it. Oh, and I don't fair. quite yeah. know that why that is. I think it might be that... Mm, how can I put this? It might be that... I didn't watch it at the time, and now it seems like I've seen it all before. Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, because there's so much of it, and they're very, very similar. Mm-hmm. I find that um, I can watch new shonen anime if, like, mm-hmm. when it's first coming out. I'm, I can easily just turn that on and watch like 50 episodes in a, in a row. But yeah. I ca- I find real difficulty going back to like the 90s and watching a series that I haven't seen before. Like mm-hmm. I've never watched Bleach or Inuyasha, and no. I don't think I could ever go back to it. If I watched it as a kid, I probably would. But now mm. it's, you know, I'd rather watch newer stuff. One of my best friends loves Bleach and has been trying to get me into it. Not the anime, not the not the cleaning fluid. Yeah. Um, and has tried to, <laughs> <laughs> to, get you to taste this, Rich. Yeah. <laughs> He's not really a friend. He's um, <clears throat> secretly plotting to kill me. Um, and he has said that I... The worst thing you can say to me is... You're going to love this. Oh, yeah, because you try your hardest not to when people say that. But my brain instantly is like, you don't know me. Yeah. You don't know me, you fool. 
Um, it's because we're English. It's a it's a very British mm, trait to think. Well, you're not going to tell me what I can do. <laughs> exactly. You don't know me. Um, so I told my wife for six years that she would love Star Trek, and she relented last year, <laughs> and we we ploughed through TNG, DS9, Enterprise in a year. She didn't like um, Voyager. Oh, um, because fair. she thought that like half the cast were uninteresting, yeah, um, which is, is a fair criticism, yeah. Um, but she absolutely loves Enterprise, absolutely loves it. Well, that's funny. Um, that's a funny one. It's it is. A, it's a funny choice. one. Yeah, I think it's because she likes um, she likes the four main characters. I'd say three main, but I think Flox is a main character too. Yeah, he is, um, yeah. but I think the three main characters are really strong. So. Yeah. Anyway, so we're today <laughs> Star Trek. We're not even seven minutes in, and we already started talking about Star Trek. So um, today we're going to be talking about My Hero Academia um, and DBZ, but we'll also be talking about. We'll probably talk about some others, but mainly yeah. those two, right? We're likely to talk about others because, especially I... with Dragon Ball Z, that's like the the influence. Yeah, it's the Rosetta Stone for every other anime yeah. that came afterwards. Mm-hmm. And also, there's so many, like, anime is the, and I mean this in the nicest possible respectful way, but anime is the home of trope. It is, yes. Um, especially this type of anime. Yeah. Um, the powering up, the announcing your move. <laughs> yeah, um, I love that. <laughs> the, like, perverted little side character who you're supposed to like but still really hate. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. There's always a Master Roshi in every show. Uh-huh. Um, who's who is it in he, he, my hero academia? It's uh, Mineta. Kid with the bubbles. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, the um, the bubble haircut. Um, and I got that that sort of vibe off Krillin as well. No, Krillin's um, Krillin's okay in Dra- Dragon Ball Z. He was a bit okay. pervy in Dragon Ball. Right. But in, okay, so in it's a bit Z, of a leftover. It's, um, Master Roshi and Oolong are the pervy right. ones. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take your word. You'll have Do to we want to talk about um, My Hero Academia first? Yeah, sure. Because um, I think I'm I abandoned My Hero Academia after about six episodes. Yeah, um, and mainly because my biggest crit of shonen anime mm-hmm. is also probably my thing I like most about it. Is that it takes too long to set it things does. up? It does. Yeah, that's a um, an issue with the manga of My Hero Academia at the moment. Mm-hmm. Where uh, about a year ago he said, "Oh, we're we're leading up to the end now. It's going to be over next year." And you think, "Oh, it'll probably be in like, you know, uh, issue three hundred. Maybe it's going to be done, or t- issue two fifty. And it just keeps on going. <laughs> like I yeah. do not think they're going to end it this year. I struggle with that a little bit because it's like the, um, you know, as as a lifetime comic fan, you'll appreciate this as well. Yeah. Where do you start with something like X-Men? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. At least I, at least manga doesn't have the thing of um, separating storylines into different runs. Yeah, that's but, you true. know, that is just one story. Yeah. And the issues Although, are usually only like 15, 16 pages long, so it doesn't take long to get yeah. through either. But it's then it's the two weeks wait to see what's going to happen next. Yeah, and there is... Hmm, I would say with Dragon Ball Z... Z, Z. Z I was going to say Z. That's <laughs> so English of me then. Uh, with Dragon Ball Z, part of the problem is not knowing when to where to start 
and yes, you can't yeah. stream these things legally. Yeah. Dragon Ball Z is notoriously hard to find anywhere that isn't, um, you know, one of those sites that we should probably shouldn't name just in case. Yeah, yeah. One of those that randomly asks for your credit card <laughs> information before mm-hmm. loading the page. One of those that is clearly very Russian in origin. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was one of the things that put me off. So I, I, I gave up uh, My Hero Academia after about 10 episodes. And right, I mainly yeah. started watching it because um, I think Kevin Cole recommended it. I think it um, might have been... They did an OGOC episode on it. It could yeah, have been then. Yeah. yeah. So, it was, yeah, it was when Jeff and Kevin talked about... Um, my Hero Academia, and I was like, "Oh, this sounds good. This sounds yeah interesting." And then, like s- four episodes in, nothing had happened really. Yeah, it takes um, a while to build the, up. Yeah, the premise in the first episode, and then six episodes in, I was like, mm, "I can only give this a couple more episodes." And then ten episodes were in, and I was kind of like, <laughs> <sighs> "They're still introducing new characters at this yeah. point." I feel like I've been watching it for days, but. I understand that I should have pushed through because I think everyone thinks that about yes, My Hero Academia. Yeah, because uh, the uh, the first episodes of My Hero Academia are very one to one with the chap with the manga chapters, yeah. and the chapters tend to introduce one character per week. Yes, until it gets to like a, a rhythm of being able to get into the actual storyline. So the mm-hmm. first season is very um, fillery. It feels like. Yeah. So. Do you want to talk about the episode yep. that you picked? I picked a season three episode called My Hero, which uh, I think it's one of the better episodes of the entire series. Like I had a, cho- yeah, it was great. a choice of two that I wanted to show, and but you know I whittled it down to this one. The other one is like the big final battle against the big boss, which ends right. up not being the big boss. But sure. you know, <laughs> yeah, it's always like that. Yeah, um, it's. I think it's a good showcase of. Deku himself, like his characterization mm-hmm. and what he feels it means to be a hero. Because the mm-hmm. general premise of My Hero Academia is an academy for heroes, because everybody in the world has a superpower or quirk, as they're called in this quirk, world. Which I think is really clever. It's very clever. And Deku is one of the 20% of people who doesn't have a superpower. And he's mm-hmm. given one by the Earth's mightiest hero, All Might, yeah. to, to share his power. And over the course of the series, you, f- you see Deku like coming to grips with this new ability he's got, which is so powerful that he can completely can kill him if he doesn't use it properly. And it's him learning how to control his abilities and becoming a true hero. And it's a very, it's a very nice story of seeing him evolve and grow and becoming his own person. And mm-hmm. it's it's a nice premise for a show. Is I like. That um, it both starts and ends with the scene with the kid um, first initially rejecting yeah. what yeah. it means to be a hero and not really understanding it, and then seeing an example of it and then accepting it. That's quite nice, and that's yeah. quite, you know, it's monomyth almost, isn't it? Yes, it's yeah. sort of execution. <clears throat> it's a, it's very um, a great power comes with great responsibility. Yeah, totally. Yeah, because there's a lot of uh, Marvel. Marvel and DC influences in My Academia. Well, yeah, considering one of the uh, villains in this episode is basically Leonardo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was yeah. he called? Spinner. Spinner, yeah. And um, it took me a long time, with Spinner, it took me a long time to realise what his quirk actually was. It's mm-hmm. just him being a lizard. That's his quirk. I mean, that's a great... Yeah. He can climb on walls and, like, that's it. 
<laughs> so he's got a sword made of made of hundreds of swords. Yeah, he's got as a well. big sword. Sword. <laughs> it's really weird. Um, I feel like um, this episode would have obviously had a bit more emotional relevance if I had have known a lot of the characters. Um, not <laughs> particularly with this oh, okay. one. Right. Like there are. It's more like they in the last episodes. Um, they go on like a. a they get separated because they're doing like a, a haunted challenge in the woods where they've yeah. got to like use their powers to know when something's going to jump out at them. And it's like a training exercise mm-hmm. and the villains show up and they start to separate everybody. So yeah. the, the groups of characters aren't necessarily characters that spend much time together. Mm-hmm. It's very, um, you know, they're all jumbled up. Like they've yeah. got um, uh, Bakugo and, Todoroki are teamed up and they tend to be very at odds with each other during the rest right. of the series like they're was that the guy rivals. carrying someone yes um yes yeah and the emo clearly emo character <laughs> yeah that's Shoto that's Shoto to- right, Todoroki okay. his power is that he's got half cold and half hot so, I saw that yeah, yeah one side cool. is freezing and one side is burning and the other one is steel power um is that him no that's there is a steel <sighs> Steel power character called Tetsu Tetsu, right? Who's that in, would, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. in the other class, but he's like the analog to uh, the character in the regular class, whose name I can't remember now. It's not Kaminaru. I'll remember it later. But he's got like rock powers, and he can turn into rock. <laughs> and they're kind of like right, rivals, okay. but friends, okay. that kind of thing. There's a uh, lot of characters. There were three characters. <laughs> There were three characters with, uh, like, big cat paws. Yes, they're the um, they're pro heroes. Uh, right. One of them... Yeah, because you get classed, don't you? Yes, yeah. In... Uh, one of them is... Um, he's got something called a plier body, so it can, like, stretch around mm-hmm. and stuff, like, bend. Uh, one right. of them can yeah. d- speak telepathically, and the other one... Mm-hmm can build things out of like the earth she's got like earth powers but I don't so know if she's serious I think she's the one who got attacked by <laughs> mag there's a lot to get through with my academia right yeah <laughs> what, so what's that got to do with cat paws or is it oh, it's just, just the, it's just the theme of their their team not their right okay so they are a team yeah. right okay. yeah yeah they that work together yeah. they, they're like a rescue team Fine, fine. Yeah, and they're at, um, they're there because they own the land where they're doing the training for the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so is this all all making sense? So yeah, far? yeah, sort of. It's yeah, giving yeah, me context yeah. to yeah, what was context, essentially uh, enjoyable fever dream. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, they get ambushed by the villains. Yep. Uh, I think the then, villains that you see in this episode are Moonfish, I think. Moonfish. Moonfish is the guy with the teeth. Where they th- it's um, uh, when oh he's eating someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's got yeah. like the hand on the floor. Yeah. I think his name is Moonfish, but his thing is that he can grow his teeth really quickly, and he like oh okay walks around on his teeth, and it's really gross. But he's like a serial gross. killer, and he's working for the League of Villains. Right. And you a, a completely original name. Yep. 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 <laughs> I don't think you see many of the other villains, do you? 
you see Spinner, you see a yeah. guy with a giant, almost like an Oni club, who ha- is resting it against someone's head and has really giant lips. Yes, that's uh, Big Sister Mag. <laughs> of course it is. Yeah, she um, ca- has magnet powers. And right, mag- okay. She I can thought... make things magnetic. Yeah. Right, okay. I thought she was slightly magnetic. Yeah, I didn't yeah. get... They, they didn't refer to her by gender in that episode, did they? Uh, no, but it's it's basically canon that she's trans. Right, okay, yeah. fine. Because um, I wondered if I was missing a massive part of the story then, if I'd... No, it's well, not really I revealed. I've already watched probably, one episode. It, I think it was like... Because Mag isn't in it very much at this point. I think it was later right. on in the manga that they established her right. pronouns. But yeah, because there's a part and, where like, somebody gets really, rea- really angry at somebody for misgendering her. Right. So yeah. Well, un- understandable. Yep. <laughs> um, and then you, so you meet those villains. They ambush the different hero groups, mm-hmm. and then there is a missing kid. Yes, that's the um, the little kid with the uh, I can't mm-hmm. remember what his name is. Um, Kota. Kota. I think it was yeah, Kota. That might, that yeah, sounds, that sounds familiar. Yeah, who he hates the... heroes because his parents right. were killed by a villain, and he said yeah. he thinks that if they weren't out protecting people, they wouldn't have been there and they wouldn't have been killed. I mean, reasonable assumption. It is a reasonable assumption. Yeah, the uh, and they both <laughs> the had... hero is called Water Hose. Yes, yeah. <laughs> they both had water squirting powers. Yeah, but uh, I so would they have are liked essentially to... a super soaker. Yeah, I would have liked to have actually seen them how powerful their water powers are, mm-hmm. because Kota uses his water powers and it's shit. But I don't know if that's because he's yeah. like a child and it's not good enough yet. Like, yeah, were his possibly. parents more like you know a pressure washer? Or maybe they were like the Wonder Twins and had to come together in order to <laughs> yeah. make their power stronger. <laughs> Four um, although hopefully not. Yeah, exactly. Although hopefully not twins, considering <laughs> they were married and had a child. I mean, they did look um, quite alike in the flashback pictures. Yeah, yeah. Part of that was the identical uniform as well, which <laughs> yeah. didn't really help things. I'd like to think if Rachel and I had superpowers, even if they were similar, we'd set ourselves apart and create our own brand. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you'd have to. I don't want to be... Yeah. I don't want to be... Mrs. Waterhose's husband, as much as I don't want her to be Mr. Waterhose's wife. Yeah, I can understand that. That's something I quite like in the uh, the law of My Hero Academia is that people's quirks come from an amalgamation of their parents' quirks, mm-hmm. which I really like. Like um, uh, Bakugos, who's got um, he can make explosions in his hands. Mm-hmm. He can fire off explosions. His father can create tiny explosions and his mother sweats nitroglycerin. Oh, wow. So he That's ended really up with like, yeah. explosions. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. And uh, so then... there's, there's a lot of um, theories about what Deku's power would have been if he could, if he actually had powers. Do his, his parents have powers? His mother can float very small objects towards her. Mm-hmm. And uh, his dad, who we never actually seen the show, can breathe fire. Sounds like he would be a, a complete pyrokinetic. That's yeah, that's what, what I, I think. Guessed. Yeah, like well, a like yeah. a pyro type character. Yeah, not being able to um, make fire, but being able to manipulate it. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so then they realised that Kato, Kato, uh, Kota, Kota. Who's yeah. Kato? That's Kato the Green Hornet. Yeah, Green Hornet. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Kota is missing, and uh, who's what's the main character's name? Deku. Deku is asked to retreat back to the academy. 
uh, they're going back to the um, the cabins at the the cabins. Yeah, because they're not yet at the academy at the moment. They're uh-huh. off in the woods. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he chooses not to. He chooses to go and find Kid. Yes, because there's a running theme throughout the uh, first three or four seasons of My Hero Academia about Deku running into danger, even if he knows he's not going to win. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason why he was given the powers to begin with. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. I mean, that's part of the premise of the pilot, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Like he he wants to help, and that's yeah. why the big Captain America analog, yeah, who's kind of <laughs> like crashed space danger. <laughs> yeah. um, he he reminds me of um, Homelander, but a good version. Yeah, yeah, I could say that. Yeah. Um, that's why it gives him the power in the first place, isn't it? Because he's. Yeah. He's a brave kid. Yeah, because he um, ran before realising what he was doing. He moved yeah. without his legs knowing and all that sort yeah. of stuff. Um, and then there's a... What I would consider to be uh, probably a archetype of all um, anime villains that is there <laughs> yeah. to destroy kids, basically. Yeah, which, look, who is like, this one? Um, He's the guy with the muscles, isn't he? Oh, yeah. I can't remember what his name is in this. He looks like um, Wesker from Resident Evil. He does, yeah. Yeah. Um, especially because he's got those sort of like T-viral um, muscular tentacles. <laughs> yeah. that, like his skin can't contain his muscles. That's, I know, that's so, so powerful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't think that's how is... muscles work. <laughs> no, no. And he in says that like, she... makes him faster as well. But he's so that. big and bulky. Yeah, like, how would he be? <laughs> yeah. Um, I yeah. I, I mean, I, I, he's a great he's a great looking villain. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he wants revenge on Kota. I nearly called him Kato again. <laughs> um, because his parents cost him his eye. Yes, and he killed them in retaliation. Yeah. and that wasn't enough for him. He wants to now kill the kid as well. Yeah, it's a very uh. A, anime villain um motivation when he's mm-hmm. telling him about why he's there and like what he wants to do to him because it's very like they they took my eye and i'll never forgive them and all i want to do is kill people and they wouldn't let yeah. me yeah <laughs> sorry why wouldn't they let him kill people i don't just let him kill people come on yeah um and then they have the anime fight and which is really what good. a fight it's so good it's really good yeah it's always like getting properly into it while I was watching mm-hmm. it, thinking, "Shit, it's having a proper fight." It's when he's getting like when Deku is like getting crushed by him. Yeah, you know, before he like yeah. gets the the power to fight back. So, what is his, his power? Who Deku? Yeah, um, he has like a unbelievably amount, unbelievable amount of strength inside him. Right. It's like a um, I can't remember the word they use, but it's like. It gets passed down from generation to generation, and each time it's passed to a new person, it keeps the amount of power that the last person has. Oh, so, so it's, like it's a stockpiling a hero. It's a stockpiling power, right? That's quite clever. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that, when it got, when it got good. to like Deku's point, it's gone through seven people, I think. Yeah. So it's incredibly powerful, but if he uses it incorrectly, it couldn't kill him. Yeah. Yeah. Or I suppose I would assume that they have also written it so that if he holds it in, it can kill him as well. Oh no, no! They oh. do a thing with him, um, uh, spreading it out, out across his body, so it's not in just one point of his 
like when he started punching people to begin with, his arm was breaking because it was so strong. So right. he could he only had like one move, and he'd end up you know, crippling himself each time. So he manages to work out a way to have it spread out through a hundred percent of his body instead of using it all at once. Uh yeah. That's why he does like the um the shouts that he's using a hundred percent of the smash. Of the destro- of was... Detroit smash. That is so um that is so uh, such bad cliche anime yeah, it trope, is. isn't yeah. it? It's, but it's I just, quite um... like that he does that because All Might uses those moves. Like he yeah. calls all of his moves after American states. So Deku does it as well because he wants to be like All Might Junior. <laughs> Which I think is quite nice as like a character that is quite development clever. thing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's uh, it's just the the one million percent did make yeah. me laugh a little yeah. bit. Like, yeah, like that, did um, you calculate that this was exactly? No, yeah. The um, the creator of My Hero Academia actually had to like explain what he meant by this at a con, where he said he wasn't using a million percent. It was just like the emotion that he was going through. It felt to right. him like he was using a million percent, but it was probably more like twenty. But then, yeah. then don't have him call it out, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Just have him scream or something. One million percent. Because it makes me think: Was he sitting under that f- when he was being crushed? Was he sitting there with a calculator? Yeah. I mean, if he was using a million percent of anything, he'd blow up the earth. <laughs> like, yeah. There'd be nothing left. Yep. yep. Exactly. It is such a good fight, though. It's a really good fight. It's yeah. a really good episode in general. It gives you like a nice sort of bite-sized chunk of what the series is all mm. about. Yes. It's made me kind yeah. of want to go back and watch it. I think it's it a worth chance. it. It's definitely worth it. Um, when it gets the um, the first time the League of Villains shows up is where the show mm-hmm. gets good. Mm-hmm. Which is like, it's near the end of the first season. Right. How many episodes are there in a season? Like about 20? Um, about, yeah. I think the first right. one's got fewer. But they've right, been okay. like adding more in with the popularity of the show. I I just think, expect- but it's uh, my hero academia is quite difficult to get like work out what season you're actually watching. Yeah. Because some of them it will be like season four, and then in another one it'll be season three, part two. Oh, so okay. it's yeah, it's one of those kinds of things. On right. Crunchyroll, there are five seasons at the moment, I think, right. with the six coming out soon. Okay. Because um, on Netflix, there's only one season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is just utter. Yeah. The you know, one of the no movies is on Netflix it. as well, which is yeah, worth okay. watching. It's quite good. Okay. Yeah, I might give it another go. I would because I really like My Hero Academia. I think it's a really fun show. All right, I'll be. It's brave. a good. Um, it's a good fan theory show as well. If you're into that kind okay. of thing, or like reading um, people's ideas of, you know, a lot of fanfic stuff. Well, I love you know I love fanfic. You do. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, I'll try not to be my usual British self about it. <laughs> Speaking of, have you watched Midnight Mass yet? I haven't. No, uh, I haven't got yeah. Netflix anymore. Oh, no, of course you haven't. No. Which ones have you got now? Uh, I've got Paramount Plus, Disney, mm. and Prime, but I'm probably going to get rid of Prime because they're putting the prices up. Oh, yeah, ridiculously high as well. Yeah, £95 like... for a year. It's insane. Jesus. Um, yeah. I've got Disney. I, did um... I mention Disney? I've got Disney. Yeah, you did. Yeah. You said Paramount, Disney, and Prime, but you're getting rid of Prime. Yeah. Yeah. I have I kept Netflix, um, mainly because I wanted to watch Strange Things. Yeah. Um, I kept Prime because I wanted to watch The Boys, but this is how they keep you, isn't it? It is, yeah, yeah. I'm sad you haven't got. You've got to watch The Boys before you, yeah, get rid of Prime yeah. because the the season season three of The Boys was so good. Yeah, um, 
There is one of the most repugnantly horrific ways to die I've ever seen in the show. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, I'm not even going to spoil it for you because I think it's the first episode. Um, yeah, it's just atrocious. Oh, is this the one that um, Homelander causes? No. Oh, okay. It's a different one then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's There's a lot of really sort of... Um, really sort of over-the-line... Yeah, uh, yeah, gross out moments in the boys, but the writing is so good that it's just, and the characters are so engaging. It's it's hard not to like so things it's... with like Jack Quaid in it. Jack yeah, Quaid, so yeah. it's completely different to the comic then, in that it's actually yes. written well. Yes, yeah, because I hated um, the comic. <laughs> yeah, the comics nothing. Um, Frenchie and um, what's she called in the comic? The girl. Yeah, good, good cliche, yeah. good original name there. But um, they're real. They're interesting characters in the show. Mm. Like, they have yeah. a really interesting relationship. Um, there's, like, genuine affection between them. They look out for each other. And um, I can't remember the actor's name who plays the girl. But she is mm. great. She's absolutely fantastic. She's been in other things, hasn't she? Because I oh, recognise yeah, her. She's in, um, I think... No, it's gone. Oh. <laughs> I, thought, I think she's in the new Bullet Train film with Brad Pitt. Oh, yeah. That's a weird-looking um, movie. I don't understand weird. why Brad Pitt's in it. I don't understand either, because <laughs> I understand why the rest of the cast are in it. Yeah. Kind of... Kind I mean, I think, think, it, I think it's a... weird that the original... Um, I can't, was it a novel or a manga? Bullet I have train? no idea. I don't remember. But the main character is like specifically meant to be Japanese. Mm-hmm. And they got Brad Pitt to play it. Yeah, the most She's, Japanese of all yeah, Hollywood stars. Very weird. Especially in, now. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. It's, like, it's not like there's there are no East Asian actors working in Hollywood. Mm-mm. I mean, you could have... Like, considering that the Rings of the Ring of Power, Rings of Power series has put more people of colour in the... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. In the, you know, i.e. non-white people. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And same with the new Game of Thrones prequel. They've yeah. done exactly the same. Um, even in the Targaryens, which I think is good, but I yeah, wasn't expecting yeah. them to do that. I was expecting them to make them all very Aryan, white-haired Hitlers. Um, yeah, they they did it a bit in um, uh, Picard as well. Like yeah. we're actually seeing um, like Trill being played by non-white characters. Yeah, which we hadn't seen before. Mm-hmm. Which was, I think, it's a it's a sign of better futures to be able yeah. to do that. Because I, quite frankly, I don't. I don't care if... um, I watched something the other day, and I can't remember what series it was, when um, someone had a black parent, Mm -hmm. were white, and there was no need to ask a question about it. Yeah. And it was just kind of like, this is so refreshing. Yeah, it's nicer. your, your, um, Your race, your ethnicity, isn't playing a part in the show. It's just about your character. And if your character is, you know, if their race and ethnicity is important to them, it will come through their performance. Yeah. That's what it should be, rather than, you know, you know, having to explain pointless details about, you know, the character's history and family mm. setup, yeah. which we're not yeah. really interested in. Um, um, if you want to watch a pretty good movie with a lot of really good representation, uh, watch Crush on uh, Disney+. Plus. Crush? Yeah, it's it a, a it's an LGBT rom-com with, okay. a, with a bunch of um, queer teenagers. 
and cool. the main character is um, an IVF-born girl who's right. the mother just wanted to have a baby but didn't want to have to go through the hassle of finding a husband or anything. Right. And she's the main character, and it's just like it's explained in a very um, normal way. It's just, you know, she doesn't have a father, and the mother mm-hmm. wanted to have a kid, and that's all it is to it. And it's very nice. It's a very refreshing movie. I really enjoyed it. The um, the love interest is played by the girl who played Moana in the movie. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, I really like... It's one of the things I like most about sex education. Yeah. Um, not the subject. <laughs> yeah. Um, in the, you know, their characters in the past in TV shows about high school mm-hmm. yeah. are defined by their, you know their quote-unquote non-normative function, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. So if you have a gay character, that character is the gay character, yes. the gay friend or something yeah. like that. But, like, there are characters in sex education who are characters in their own right and, you know, they are just allowed to exist and that is, that's the future we want, right? Well, yeah. it's not the future that all people yeah. want. It's, the, it's, the, it's that line between just being allowed to exist and being able to exist as the person you want to portray yourself as. Yeah. It's like, it's not to say, like, an outwardly flamboyant per- person can't be gay. Mm-hmm. It's more, they can be outwardly flamboyant but also have other personality to, to like traits I mean, in a piece we... of media. We all know, um, we all have friends, I'd hope we all have friends, who are gay and, you know, don't, aren't just generalisations. Yeah. Yeah. They're but multi-layered. If, and, if they were like, a generalisation and it was their choice to to portray themselves as a generalisation, that's perfectly yeah. fine. But it's that point where it's written into a show by yeah. someone who isn't that generalisation. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> like um, The Simpsons Napu. Yes, exactly. The yeah. perfect example, yeah. um, if I do say so myself. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, it's that. I don't even know how we got onto this. Um, we were talking about um, representation and things. Yeah, yeah. Which we probably always do. We do a lot. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But sex education is a perfect example of that. Yeah. Like, I just, yeah, it's um, and that's why I like Dragon Prince so much, and I'm so glad that's coming back. Oh, is that coming back? Um, I didn't think yeah, it got this renewed. Been a, Oh, cool. We should we should probably tweet that out because they've released a poster for it and it oh, looks neat. great. Um, and it's uh, yeah, I mean, there's you know disabled representation in it and you know mixed race couples and you know it's just it's great. Mm. It's yeah. absolutely fantastic. It's just like a fantasy uh, cartoon that just lets people breathe in their roles and it's so yeah. nice. That's very good. Yeah. You don't have. Um, like the Lord of the Rings problem of the Middle Eastern characters being the baddies automatically. Yeah, yeah, that does happen um, a lot, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, cool. Um, yeah, I really liked it. It's making me want to go back and watch it. I think you should. I think I think try. My Hero is it's worth getting through the initial episodes of introducing mm-hmm. characters. Or, or the easier way to do it would just be to read the manga. Read the first mm. couple of chapters of the manga until it gets to the good point and then start watching the anime. Yeah. Because yeah, it is, it's very one-to-one for the first few chapters. Yeah. All right. I'll I mean, I would suggest it. reading the manga anyway, because it's really good. Mm. And it's like 300 chapters, so it doesn't take that long to get through, because yeah, yeah. they're quite short issues. Mm. It's very good, though. And there's also... Uh, I'm really looking forward to this actually getting an anime, which is meant to be later this year. There is My Hero Academia Vigilantes, 
right which is set before the events of my hero academia of it's about a guy who's got this superpower where he can um, like slide on the floor he right. like shoots like small air jets out of his hands and feet and he he can use them to like propel himself and he calls he calls himself the crawler but he's <laughs> he never got into one of the, any of the high schools to become a hero so he's a vigilante like he's an illegal hero he hasn't got a license or anything and it's about him and two others one of which is a batman xp right who doesn't have any powers but he just punches people in the face okay. and the other is a she's like a singer whose power is being able to leap so she can jump like 30 feet in the air and they basically fight crime at night time that's without, cool yeah without them like without they're not meant to be doing it but it's quite no. funny but after a while and this is what i really love about it it turned into like a slice of life manga but it's not about them fighting crime it's just about them being friends and like <laughs> starting a restaurant and stuff it's great so, so that was my favorite part about um one punch man the first season yeah that it was yeah. just about his ennui yeah and his you know dissatisfaction with life and he was like one of the most powerful superheroes but it was all about almost like his borderline depression yeah and his uh you know being inconvenienced by like all these villains that were showing up and like the competition to be a superhero and he wasn't really interested in that was what i really liked about it yeah it was good yeah i think uh the problem with one punch man I, I never finished watching the anime because I mm-hmm. kind of gave up halfway through season two because yeah. I wasn't really enjoying it. So I started reading the manga instead because you can get through mm-hmm. it quicker. And I feel like at some point he became the trope that he was meant to be making fun of. Yeah. Because I think he just eventually... Wan. Uh, Is he called Wan, the guy who writes this one? Or, I can't remember. I think so. I think he calls himself Wan. I think he just wanted to make a shonen manga like without making fun of it and it kind yeah. of loses all of the humor and like there's a long 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 stretch of the manga where Saitama isn't even in it yeah and it's all about um Gina and the other characters but the recent episode the recent issues have been very it's just Dragon Ball Z fights right in it yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's very weird to read the whole thing and you realize like the humor has just disappeared I lost a lot of interest when the um, really bad uh, gay man yes, stereotype yeah, yeah. hero came in, and I was just like, "Oh, that gosh. got a lot of complaints." Yeah, like what year are we in? Yeah, it just felt very, um, felt very sixties. What didn't help was that he had um, almost like minstrel esque. Um, yeah, it was, it was that well. is a it terrible like it was character wrong in every way. Yeah. Um, like it just it felt really uncomfortable, and I I got powered through it because I was it was sort of enjoying it. I'd got to, I was hate watching it by the end, but it yeah, was kind of yeah. like um, <laughs> I continued watching it because I wanted to see something, see it through really. But it was yeah, just kind of like it left yeah. a bad taste in my mouth. Some of that stuff. I feel like um, that this is another one where I feel like it's going to end soon. Yeah. I think it's like it's reaching like a a point that I don't know where else they can possibly go with mm. it. But I suppose um, that's kind of a trope as well. Mm. Yeah, pushing, beat, jumping the shark, and then going back and jump, re-jumping yeah. over it, and then or re-jumping over it's it. It's jumping the shark, and then having them jump over a bigger, stronger shark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, should we... Uh, do you have anything else that you want to say about My Hero Academia? Um, I was going to ask, if you had to come up with a quirk for a character, 
Mm-hmm. What kind of power would you give them? Hmm. Like, oh so that, it doesn't necessarily have to like mean anything. Just so that you think would be a cool thing to give a character. Um. Hmm. I always like those heroes that have to take more damage before they hit their ultimate peak. So like Bishop from the X-Men. So he absorbs kinetic energy and then can redirect it. Yeah. He's like a giant battery. But like you have to, if you fight him at the beginning of the fight, you're going to dominate him. Yeah. If you incapacitate (laughs) him. So it's kind of like about managing your own power levels. I kind of like that trope in a hero. Yeah. And I... Had written a, um, had started writing a comic back when I was in university about a, a character called Progeny, mm. um, and it was like he was a trill sort of. So he he had the knowledge of all his progeny that had come before him, his ancestors. Oh, right. yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, like all his ancestors were successful. Yeah. So like in his line, he had like John Constable and you know. Um, Stevenson, <laughs> so he was like an engineer and stuff like that. But it would cost him lots and lots of energy to recall these abilities, like his, right. his memories. Um, oh, can you hear the ice cream truck outside? I can hear the ice cream truck. I wondered what it was. <laughs> For God's sake. <laughs> shh, shh, shh. Let's listen. Ah, uh, Britain. It's seven o'clock at night. Spivsy's going to run out and get an ice cream. Um, what about you? Get a zap. <laughs> a screwball. Oh. Um, I have had. Uh, I've mean, I've come up with quite a few <laughs> my academia characters because it's the kind of thing I do in my spare time. Didn't you do one for OGOC? As I well? did. That was um, Goblin, who uh, uh, can change the colour of his skin like a uh, like a jellyfish. Right. Or like a comedian, one would say. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, comedians change the colour of their skin based on emotion. Have you seen octopuses when they're fleeing a predator? Yeah, it's cool, isn't it? They, yeah. they are insanely good. And apparently, yeah. um, that's how you know that octopuses can dream, because oh, cool. they change colour involuntarily while they're sleeping. Oh, I love octopuses. Yeah, they're, they're one of the most amazing animals. Yeah. Uh, the two other ones that I've come up with are a character who can... like. Um, rotate individual parts of their body at mm-hmm. high speeds which um, eventually became a character in the show so yeah. <laughs> so that was I good would name i would name that character rubik's i called them rotatia yeah okay <laughs> because i thought that's a very my hero academia name. <laughs> that is that is yeah. definitely and the other one i had was a character who freezes time whenever they blink hmm. so whenever their eyes are closed time freezes around them so to everybody else, it seems like they're either moving really quickly or never blinking and they never sleep. That's really good. Yeah. <laughs> but it would also feel, yeah, it'd feel like they never slept because yeah, when they yeah. were... They when they were asleep, really everybody else would be frozen. Well. Yeah. They would age double as far, uh, like twice as fast because yeah. they would their sleeping hours would be going. <laughs> yeah. And That's a, really good. Like another that. one I had, which was, um, I felt like it was a bit too powerful for like a my hero mm. academia thing and it was we would be more like a one-shot comic sort of thing was a character who every time they attempt something if they fail that attempt time resets and they get another turn mm. so to everybody else it seems like they're perfect at everything yeah but to them they're living like in some hell 
where every time they attempt anything, it just resets over and over and over and over again until they're perfect. Yeah, like a Groundhog Day. Yeah. There's a there's a story like... Mm, is it like that? It's re, a story called Replay. It's mm. a novel. Um, I think that's about... you. He goes all the way through his life and starts again, though. Oh, so he's I'd hate and that. then yeah. So he, but he's born with the cognition and yeah. he has to wait two years until he can like, or a year and a bit until he can start speaking. Oh, um, God, that'd be awful. <laughs> yeah, and he like lives with his soulmate for like seventeen lifetimes, and then they go separate ways, and then they mm. come back together and stuff like. That. It's quite sweet, but it mm. is. Um, so it feels like torture to me. Yeah. Um, cool. Um, should we take a break and then we'll come yeah. back and talk about Yeah, we'll take people? a break and then talk about the debizer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See you in a minute. Welcome back, guys. We're talking uh, Shonen Anime. Uh, Spiv's just talked about... Um, what did you talk about? My Hero Academia. We've only just <laughs> literally just talked. We didn't even go away from the computer during that break. So sorry to ruin the illusion. We didn't actually take a break. Um, so it was like that that power that Spiffy just mentioned. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we closed we our blinked. eyes. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but now I'm going to be talking about probably the most well known shonen anime. It's either that or Naruto, isn't it? Or One Piece, maybe. But I no, think Dragon Ball Z one. is like the, the it's the the one above all, isn't it? It's the template. Yeah. It's definitely the one that has been parodied, and I would say probably more culturally known. Yes, like even yeah, everybody people outside Goku. of yeah, yeah. So even people outside. So I know about um, lots of the things about. I knew who Krillin was before I'd yeah. even seen the show. I knew who Piccolo was, and I knew who Freezer was, um, <laughs> and I knew there was a character called Boo, and I knew yep. that a lot of the characters looked the same. <laughs> and I yep. knew about you know going Super Saiyan and stuff like that. Um, so it's the I, hairstyles I was, you have to watch out for. Yeah, that's how you differentiate um, people. I was very careful in what I picked that I knew in terms of so that I didn't make myself foolish if I mispronounced <laughs> them. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, first thing I want to say, the voiceover guy is excellent. He is, yes, yeah, yeah. The th- opening theme tune is excellent. <laughs> yep. Oh, what and... version did you watch? Was it Kai? Yes. Yeah, okay. Um, I mean, the theme tune doesn't fit the show at all. No, it doesn't really, no. But I love it. Yeah, it's really it's, good. It's great. Um, the character designs are good as well. Yes, yeah. Like, I mean, well, it's, uh, it's Toriyama, so he's yeah. known for doing good character designs. But the only issue is when it's a Toriyama production, you know it's a Toriyama production because mm-hmm. everybody does look exactly the same. Yeah, that's the problem. That is yeah. the one problem. The character designs are great um, and really unique. And are, you know, as a kid, you would know who is who. Yeah. Because um, I was trying to look at this through the sort of like through rose tinted glasses of a kid, but you, you know, yeah. it's not possible. But um, so I wrote lots of notes. Good. Um, because, um, so I wrote them down as I would if I was watching the show for the first time, which I have watched a few episodes. I will yeah, yeah. break, go behind the curtain. But 
So firstly, the episode starts with Krillin and little Goku attacking <laughs> Pimplehead on Planet Mountain Dew, which I kind of feel... Yeah, yeah, that's basically... Yeah. That's, that's the gist of it, really, isn't it? Krillin so, and little Goku. Um, then I've put Piccolo, because Piccolo is there. He's, yeah. he's fighting to try and distract Frieza from um, Goku, because Goku is basically straining so hard he's definitely going to shit his pants in about <laughs> yes. two seconds. Yeah. Um, is Piccolo named Piccolo because he looks like a pickle? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. All right. Piccolo fine. is named Piccolo because when Piccolo is introduced, all of the bad guys are named after musical instruments. But he does look like a pickle. He does look like a pickle. Yes. He's got he's got pimply skin in places. He's very green like a pickle. And I there naturally was, thought, hmm, Piccolo. There was another uh, character called Tambourine in Dragon Ball, and Piccolo and Tambourine work together. Because mm-hmm. pic- this Piccolo is the reincarnation of the Demon King Piccolo, who is the main villain in Dragon Ball. Yeah, and the Demon King Piccolo, he's yeah. the guy who wears the turban, right? Is it a turban? It's no, that's, a turban. that's the same character. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's just Piccolo with a hat. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> they wanted you to buy more toys. <laughs> yeah. This Malibu Barbie has a different car. Um, <laughs> so, I wrote down, Freezer is definitely going to get in his own way and kind of defeat himself. He's two Cobra Commander stroke Starscream. <laughs> um... I don't really know. Sort of, yeah. I get the feeling that all shonen anime villains are kind of too... Like, they almost act in their, against their own interests. It's um usually they get... It's hubris that takes them down. Yeah. 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 Or like, and that's, know, they don't have... Fr- like, friendship is the, <laughs> the winner yeah. or something stupid like that. But that's quite something that's quite nice that I quite like about shonen anime. It's yeah, yeah. Always themes of friendship and, you know... Um, yeah, teamwork, mutual respect, yeah. and understanding and appreciation for other people's differences that get you through. That's I quite think that's, nice that's a. Um, I feel like that's like a martial arts influence as well. Yes, yeah, like honor for your compatriots yeah, yeah. and your adversaries. Um, so yeah, uh, I've got that. The SFX are possibly something I could find in about five minutes. <laughs> yeah, uh, there is about as quite a few <laughs> i mean this is the time isn't it this is the time it was created yes yeah um but there's a bit there's a bit where freezer starts to develop his own black is it a spirit bomb of his own uh yeah i think is it's it just, just like an energy ball right okay yeah but it is it is the the standard sound effect for electricity yes it is yes yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like what you've got on super nes games essentially um <laughs> Why doesn't Freezer just kill Goku as his forming his chi orb? <laughs> because that wouldn't be honourable. I mean, I no, don't really but... know why Freezer doesn't. I suppose it's because he's just been distracted by the others. Mm-hmm. He could quite easily just attack him. But uh, so from the previously on, Pic- yeah. the only reason Piccolo is there fighting is so that he can distract Freezer. Yes. Yeah. But then Piccolo's on the floor, like out yeah, of the it, count. He doesn't do a very good job at distracting him. <laughs> no. Um, when Freezer rises into the air to do his energy ball, the tail makes him look like a sex toy and the colours. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he does, doesn't he? He does, yeah. Yeah. Um, then uh, Goku drops a spirit bomb, which is like the size of an, a small moon by this point. And mm-hmm. I love that they, he throws what is essentially an asteroid of energy at the planet 
and yeah. his his reaction is to stop, drop, and roll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this he throws spirit it about bomb two is, meters from him. It's it's a ridiculous concept. The spirit bomb. It's it takes energy from all of the, the plants and the animals mm-hmm. and the living beings, but it's only if it's taken willingly. Yeah, like, like the the energy of the of the spirits have to consent to being put into a spirit ball, into mm-hmm. a spirit bomb. So there's lots of occasions where like people have to hold their arms up to give their energy to Goku, mm-hmm. which I think is quite cute. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of um, it, it's the percentage that irritated me. It's like ninety nine percent of all the willpower in the galaxy. I'm not. Yeah. Really. Ninety nine percent. Ninety nine percent. Um. Again, have you got that calculator there? Like, it's it, there's not like a limiter in your head that it's like, oh my god, I'm nearly a hundred percent. Yeah, there's a there's a big thing in in all of the Dragon. I don't know if it was ever mentioned in the first Dragon Ball. I don't think mm. it was, but from like Z onwards, there's a big thing about power levels, and that the Z fighters are able to determine what somebody's chi mm-hmm. power level is, and then. To yep. work out how difficult they're going to be to fight. I know the meme. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it um, gets to the point in, in Dragon Ball Super, they establish that deities don't give out a power level. And if somebody doesn't give out a power level, but they're incredibly strong, that means they're basically a god. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, of course, Goku and Vegeta are gods. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, so, he throws the spirit bomb into freezer mm-hmm. freezer is quote unquote dead yep um i like the time they spend on the build-up like they yeah. show um mountains crumbling they show the sinkhole they show the wind they show like how the atmosphere is slightly burning they show lots of little things and it's mm-hmm. kind of like yeah. what you the shock of the event i also think that is the, a big problem with yeah. This show in general, in the when you when you think about it, not a lot of stuff happens. No, um, no, and not even um, a lot of fighting happens. I really. mean, this the series that I showed you with the Kai one is meant to like take out the filler. Mm-hmm. So I think in the original series, this was like four episodes long. <laughs> this episode, yeah, like it's just you go and see other characters on the on the planet, what they're mm-hmm. doing. Then it would be like a flashback to something else. Then it'll go somewhere else and. It's a very, very long-winded show. Mm. It it does give a weight. The reason why I like it is it does give a weight to things that otherwise might seem overly cliched. Yeah. Can so... you hear the plane going over my house now? Yes. <laughs> that's sake. a prop plane. <laughs> <laughs> um, every podcast <laughs> I've done recently, there's been some sort of um, thing going off in the background... <laughs> Like when it's I did tail spin going on above last me. week, and Jeff got attacked by a thunderstorm. Um, oh, that's funny! It was, was really, really funny. funny. We were like, we were like out for like half an hour. Like Josh and I <laughs> were just sitting there waiting and talking and laughing about how Josh had angered the thunder gods and stuff like that. It was really <laughs> good. Um, but anyway, yeah. And now you've got ice cream vans and prop planes. Yeah, it's like a spitfire going past the window. <laughs> yeah. um, the tank going across. <laughs> But the idea of a what? So here's what I hate about Zack Schneider films. I know we talk about. Oh, here we go. (laughs) But the the lack of um, 
resonance to every act. Like yeah. Superman flies through a building. What does that mean for the people that are in the building? Dragon yeah, Ball yeah. Z feels like it actually try makes an effort to assess what the damage is. Yes, like yeah, things nature. are constantly always exploding. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, at one point there is a, a giant a frog that is inadvertently hurt by. <laughs> oh, that is a uh, Captain Ginyu. Captain Ginyu, of course, yeah, he is. he's the leader of the Ginyu Force. He has a special ability that will let him swap bodies with people, and he tried to uh, swap bodies with Goku so he could steal Goku's body. And Krillin threw a, fo- a threw a frog in front of the blast, so he ended up turning into a frog. Um, you could have made that up, and yeah. I would have been none yeah. the wiser. <laughs> yeah. I could be like, "Oh yeah, 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 sure." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah, then you get the scene with whoever that girl is. I think they called uh, her Boba, Borma, Borma, Borma. <laughs> yeah, um, but. <laughs> You know, they are even affected. People like who are far away from this battle are affected by the fact that yeah, the giant asteroid of energy has hit the planet. Yeah. Um, then you get a hard cut to this tiny little toy planet um, where, <laughs> yeah. there's a, where there's a stink bug <laughs> celebrating along with medium Goku and big three-eyed Krillin. <laughs> right, okay. Um, the toy planet is King Kai's planet. Which is yep. where you go when you die, if you're a fighter. You go mm. along Snake Way, and you get that to go there to train. Why, that explains yeah. why they've got halos. Yes, they're dead. They're in right. heaven at the moment. Um, the cricket is Gregory, who lives on the planet. Right. Uh, medium Goku is Yamcha. Right. And Three-Eyed Krillin is Tien. Right. Okay. <laughs> and Gregory. Tien was uh, a villain in, the, in Dragon Ball, and he's one of those who becomes friends with them. Because right. that is a running theme in... Dragon Ball, mm-hmm. not the whole series as a whole, is that enemies always become friends or dead. If they right. don't die, they'll become part of the team. Or dead friends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Gregory. Gregory, yeah. He's a bug? Uh, yeah, he's a cricket. Yeah, he's like a cricket man. He's and blue. one of the, the training things that they have to go through is to hit Gregory on the head with a mallet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you... Are aware of the absurdity of the? Th- it's like the. It's yeah. no different than the Rocky chasing the chicken, right? I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, okay, so they instantly celebrate his uh, Freezer's death. So yeah. then I was like, "Well, he's not dead then." <laughs> yeah, still got That's seventeen minutes left. Yeah, <laughs> got seventeen minutes left in this episode. Um, so they saved that planet, but bye bye ocean. Because that sinkhole is still filling, like, ten minutes later. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about the planet. Right, okay, fine. Yeah, it's a (laughs) write-off. Right, okay. Um, I feel... My next note was, I feel Krillin is the annoying character. And this is is what we talked about earlier. I felt like, is he the pervert? Is he the pervert character? He was, but he, he was. He was slightly in Dragon Ball. It wasn't mm-hmm. like a like a terrible one. It was more like you know he'd have dirty magazines and stuff. Right. Okay. Because yeah. <laughs> there's that is a trope. That is, is a trope yes. that yeah. I don't really love. Yeah, it, I don't think in, it's a trope anyone likes. Yeah. Because no. um, there is a My Hero Academia character. Yes. Yeah. Who is like a, yeah. Who is yeah. a little uh, pervert and like you know tries to upskirt girls and stuff like yeah. that it's just kind of like mm. it's um it's a thing colloquially colloquially known as a anime bullshit and right. there's a lot of it in a lot of anime 
Mm-hmm. Like there are plenty where I've watched like one episode, thought, nope, not doing this. Yeah, and just given yeah. up. Yeah, it's like it's like we didn't have the money to make a hentai, so we're going to do yeah. this instead. But um, it's weird because some of them, it's it doesn't even make any sense, like conceptually, for what the show is. No, they'll no. just randomly be a scene where they're peering on girls in the bathroom or something. Mm-hmm. It's really weird. It's yeah, it's it was odd. And some of the things he yeah. said in this episode about, like, you know, his one ultimate dream is to have a girlfriend. I was like, oh, no. Yeah. Um, he's an oh, incel. That's thing throughout the, um, the first few years of Dragon Ball Z was that Krillin couldn't get a girlfriend. Right. Yeah. But um, it, they've not done it more recently with Super that mm-hmm. Goku is like, completely naive about anything. Like he doesn't, he didn't know what kissing was at one point, <laughs> even though he's married and got two kids. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. One point, Goku brought his child to a world-ending disaster. His child yeah, is yeah. probably under ten. Uh, he's seven in this, I think. Mm. I mean, six or seven. But um, Gohan is one of the most powerful people on the planet at this okay, point. Right, yeah, enough. he's like unbelievably strong. Like when he was um, four years old, he managed to defeat like a team of highly trained super soldiers. All right, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, then fair enough. I'll, I'll yeah. get let him off. That and um, Piccolo leaves him in the woods for a year to train him. And he ends up being like super strong by the end of it. So. Okay. <laughs> this is um, while Goku was dead, so you know you can't right, say he's a bad okay, father. Okay, yeah. Okay. Um, is Goku partially based on Sylvester Stallone? I hope so, because that'd be really funny. <laughs> because he has a lot of um, sort of like Sylvester Stallone face expressions. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yeah, um, when he's not like, grumpy, when he's in like fight mode. Yeah, and then he has a lot of sort of like dope faces that very yeah, yeah, much reminded yeah. me of Sylvester Stallone. Um, <laughs> So he says here that the hopes of ninety nine percent of the universe are in that we're in that spirit ball, and that I I put in my notes holding that one percent back for the next villain, eh? <laughs> <laughs> or is the hundred percent going to rise so it'll be a thousand percent? I can't remember how they how they um, wrote this one wrote around this one because he does use a bigger spirit ball at some point. There you go. Yeah. And then we got commercial. <laughs> then yep. they gradually put in in the next line. Quick, let's get to my spaceship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Some we're, of the we're... dubs are really funny. Um, this line delivered completely without emotion from Piccolo. Oh, my grand elder and ancient kinsman can at last rest peacefully. I feel like that should have a bit more weight than it does in this episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then my next note is possibly the one that I cracked up at the most. <laughs> Krillin sees Freezer, doesn't tell anyone for a minute. Freezer's missing an eye now. Oh no, he's just squinting for some reason. <laughs> the sun was in his eyes. <laughs> um, yeah, he just came back and his e- more evil self was just squintier. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that is maybe evil. he lost contact. Evil people squint, that's been established. It's true. Um, then he kills Piccolo, which oh, I was yeah, quite sad yeah. about. Yeah. Although I don't know if he's dead. Um, um, he, he is, but it, being dead doesn't really mean shit in this show. No, of course not. Because you I, can just wish yourself would. back. <laughs> right, fine. You just sort um, of hang out in heaven for a bit and then come home. Right. It's like a vacation. Um, then it cu- cuts back to the toy planet. Um, yep. Medium Goku and Big Krillin have halos, question mark. Yeah, they And dead. then I was like, oh, it's heaven, isn't it? Yeah. Um, 
I can't remember how they died. Oh, um, they were having a fight against Vegeta, I think. Right. Was, they've been dead a while at this point. Vegeta's an unfortunate name. Yeah, because it's um, all so of something the... Borat would describe a vagina as. A Vegeta. <laughs> all of the Saiyan characters are named after vegetables. Right. Of course. Yeah. So Goku's real name is Kakarot. Right. So he's a carrot. Yep. Vegeta is the prince of the planet Vegeta, which is where the Saiyans come from. Right. So he's from Planet Vegetable. <laughs> there's um, a character called Nappa, who's the Nappa cabbage. Right. Uh, there's Raditz. Uh, Cauliflower. Um, Cab. Kale. They've all, they're all vegetable wow. names. <laughs> I mean, that is just someone sitting at their desk and the Tesco yeah. man comes to deliver you groceries, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? Um, I put, Freezer is never going to be this powerful again, is he? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that is a trope I hate about yeah. anime. The he character that is... Yeah. Oh, he does get stronger. He gets stronger. He gets much stronger. Right. He, um, uh, he becomes a golden version of himself. He becomes so <laughs> strong. He turns into golden freezer. I mean, even in this line of episodes, he gets stronger because he right. becomes like a super bulked up version of himself. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the things I really hate about cartoons in general, <laughs> right, um, is uh, on our cartoon podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. One of the things I hate, one of the things I can't ever get past, is the the characters all band together to fight a villain yeah. who is the ultimate, and then that character either joins your party or becomes mm-hmm. a villain of the week. It's like, yeah, wait a minute, you were you were really powerful before. What the hell has happened to you? That is a trope. I it cannot yeah. stand. Yeah, it, that is that is 99% of Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. Are them beating a character and it taking them all of the strength in the entire universe and they're never going to have to fight anybody this strong again and then two weeks later somebody else shows up and they have difficulty with it. The like, I think yeah, there is a point uh, later on in the series, I think it's like really at the end of Dragon Ball Z where they've mm-hmm. beaten all of their villains and everything and it's like the last major plot line uh all of the villains they've defeated in the past escape from hell right and a couple of like the dead characters so it would be like yamcha and um krillin and tien mm-hmm. have to go and fight all of the villains that took you know months of episodes to defeat sure. and beat them all in one episode because they've trained yeah yeah i don't that's the trope that is the exact <laughs> yeah. trope um yeah, um, it's, it happens in comics as well. That when yeah, yeah. Um, so when Magneto's a villain, he's the the tip top X Men villain. When he's yes, when he's yeah. a hero, he's just another X Man. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's uh, a problem. I think apocalypse it's, it's, is hap- it's happening with apocalypse at the moment in the oh, comics. It, it's like the level of you can't work out what power level they're supposed mm-hmm. to be at anymore. Yeah. Because I like, get the start of Dragon Ball Z, having a power level of like eighteen thousand was incredible. Like mm-hmm. it was an unbelievable amount, and I think now they're at say, like three point five billion or something. <laughs> it's really <laughs> stupid, and so, it's um, that's a trope with Dragon Ball Z. Well. It's the new transformations coming out every week. Yeah, he's got he's got pink hair now. Um, oh, they did do pink hair. Yeah, oh, they've d- they, they did. it was um, but that was a villain had pink hair. Right, and he was um, he called it Super Saiyan Rose. Oh, that's quite good. Yeah. I like that. Um, <laughs> Krillin uh, is exploded. Yep, I, yep, I he's dead again. I wasn't bothered. 
Yeah, Krillin <laughs> has died the most out of every character, I think. I can see why. Yeah. I don't, but I'd if you think about it, he's still the strongest human on Earth. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, then Goku starts making a lot of really uncomfortable noises. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was like, I wrote in my notes, oh, wait, he's going to go Super Saiyan, isn't he? This is the one. The yellow <laughs> hair is about to come out. <laughs> and then I put underneath, ah, donkey noises. Yeah, he's getting his highlights done. <laughs> Why is he making noise like a brain donkey? What's that about? Because he's powering up. I don't. You know what? If I have to strain to do something, I don't start. <laughs> and then I put. Oh, is that it? Because yeah. it was half an hour long, but it didn't feel like half an hour. Mm. Yeah, it like that's 10 what I mean minutes. about it. It's good. You, you want to watch more? That's how they suck you in. But the thing that's is, how they suck you off. I was simultaneously completely entertained <laughs> yeah. and yet aware that nothing was happening yeah it's great it's it's, it's fantastic you I don't even realize you're watching it this is the perfect show to put on in the background yeah while you're while you're you know doing your art or writing or you know uh when they're supposed to be looking after your child for example um <laughs> and you can have this on in the background and it it wouldn't matter yeah see what i mean do you, yeah. do you see, see the, the power yeah I see the charm I really see the charm. And then I put, last thing, ending theme, no. Oh, you didn't like the ending theme? I didn't like the ending theme. I liked the beginning theme. I thought the beginning theme was great. The ending theme was damp squib. Yeah. The the ending, the sight and ending theme for Dragon Ball Super is the best one. Right. It's really catchy. It's good stuff. You should look it up and have a listen. (laughs) if, If I wanted to start it, I'm not saying I'm going to. Okay. Would I start at the beginning of the this? Of this, of the freezer arc. No, of the the the. I watched Zed Kai, didn't I? Yes, yeah, yeah. Would I start at the beginning of Zed Kai? Um, honestly, I don't really like the first like saga of Dragon Ball Z, which is I, it's the Raditz saga and then the Vegeta saga. I think it's very um, fillery. It gets mm. it's like the the characters aren't really who they are yet, and I right. find it quite frustrating to watch. But I suppose that's. As somebody who has watched it like two or three times now. Yeah. So I think but it depends if you want to see the characterizations change. I mean, it isn't anime, so they don't change dramatically. Mm-hmm. But it's personal preference, really. So, because they've redone things, haven't they? In the... Yeah, sort of. Yeah, they kind of just like took out some filler or moved things around. Okay. So yeah. if I was... if Because I, I, I'm not going to be a completionist with this. I don't want to yeah. watch it and then watch the redone done versions of it i do not have the time for that so if i wanted to start the show yeah for want of a better word um at the beginning yeah the beginning of you would recommend the beginning of zed kai (laughs) yeah i'd recommend kai because it's it's an easier one to get into right okay and then the super come after it uh, Super comes straight after, yeah. Right, okay, okay. Yeah, right. They I did do a do series called Dragon Ball GT, okay, which like was set Gran like Turismo. Yeah, yeah, basically. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, but the creator of Dragon Ball decided he didn't really like it, and he uncanonized it. Oh, okay. Right. So no, he this, doesn't. You can watch so, it, but it doesn't matter. This is the this is the 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 big gate, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. When when uh, the the barrier that's what that's the word I was looking for. Big gate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the fence. Yeah. The 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 knowing 
what to watch. So it's one of my things with comics at the moment. Like you and I like House of X and Powers of X. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and all the stuff that's come out of that with the X-Men comics with Jonathan Hickman. You mm-hmm. need a reading order for that. You do, yeah. You can't do yeah. it without it. Yeah, um, and because there's all di- like this, like thirty different X-Men titles. Mm-hmm. There's and no all, way you know where to get through it. But they're all happening concurrently as well. Yeah. It's not like in the. I'm going to make myself sound old now. It's not like the old days where you could <laughs> assume that one story was happening after another. Because yeah. like Wolf- in X-Men, Wolverine would be out on a mission, but in Uncanny X-Men. A Wolverine might interact with Jean Grey. You can yeah. just assume that those things weren't happening concurrently. Yeah, X Men, all the X Men comics, and there is about ten of them, are all happening concurrently now. Yeah, it gets very I suppose, confusing. I suppose makes it easier. Even like the graphic novels, you know those um, soft covers that I showed you mm. that were like ten pounds each. Yeah, they have. They don't have one story in them. They have one issue of each comic in them. Oh, it's so confusing. But <laughs> they all run concurrently. So yeah. you know that if your favorite, if your character isn't in that, it's because they're on the mission that you're about to read. I mean, that's quite good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, think this. I think the whole um, like concurrently running series of why I've been getting into more uh, like one shot stuff. Yeah. Or just like a like um, like eight billion genies. Yeah. Where it's just one story, and I don't have to worry about where mm-hmm. I'm reading it. Yep. I'm more into that at the moment now. Big hard sex criminals, yeah. or um, the last Ronin, the turtle story is really. Oh, good. I need to I need to read that. Yeah, I need to read great. the um. There's a Transformers one as well yep. about that sort of thing. I need to read that one as well. It's really good. Um. So yeah, I would. I am definitely contemplating going back and watching it. I think you should. It's a fun show. I mean, it's well, the, you don't need to pay attention to it either. But also, it's kind of like. I, I do feel a little bit of a fraud having a having a cartoon podcast and, not and never have watching <laughs> DBZ before. Well, it's um, not, it's not really the um, genre of stuff that you're more you're more into, though, is it? No, I, I suppose not. Dragon Ball and, Z is very much a I watch this as a kid show. Yes, but my dad was very much. My dad is my comic. Um, like I read Green Lantern because my dad liked Green Lantern mm, essentially, yeah. and I can't break away from that because that is what now I have now I do. It's my pattern. Yeah, um, yeah. and my dad likes X Men, so I read X Men, and uh, my dad likes Batman and Daredevil, so I I I got his comics when he used to come. He used to work nights. He used to visit the comic shop in the morning when it opened, and then he used to bring them back, and we used to read. He used to read mm. one and then pass it to me essentially. Yeah. Um, and um, so I get all my tastes in comic and cartoon from my dad. Yeah. And my dad did not like DBZ. Oh, well, that's um, going to do it then, isn't it? <laughs> and I think partially because he didn't know where to start because he didn't have yeah. the fucking internet back then. Yeah. Um, I started from the beginning when I was a kid because yeah. it came out on Cartoon Network and it was like a huge thing about it being on Cartoon Network. Mm. So I was there from the beginning. So I was quite lucky in that regard. Like I didn't really miss anything. Yeah. My dad was so scared about me missing new episodes of the Justice League when the Justice League animated series came out. He used to tape them on VHS oh, that's nice for me. Uh, yeah. And he used to make sure that he got the TV guide. My God, <laughs> this is sounding so old. If anyone's <laughs> under 20 listening to this, although I don't know why they would be, um, they don't know what the fuck I'm talking about now. I've so still used got to a get... TV guide downstairs because sometimes the uh, the guide on the actual TV is wrong. So. That is true. <laughs> Um, but he used to get the TV guide, he used to find out the episode, and then he used to wait and make sure it wasn't a rerun, and if it was a rerun, <laughs> he would go back to the point and self-edit 
on the VHS oh God. and stop it and get ready to record the next one, just in case. That's dedication. That's it a was, loving father. <laughs> well, uh, because I was at work, um, it, they used to come on at w- weird times on Cartoon Network when Cartoon Network was like a 12-hour-a-day show um, oh, yeah. on a 12-hour-a-day yeah. slot. Um, so, yeah, so the whole first episode, the whole first series of Justice League, the only reason I watched it was because he wanted to watch it with me, which is quite <laughs> nice, right? Yeah. There you go. I shared a nice story about yeah. com- uh, cartoons. Nothing died. Change. No, no <laughs> trauma. No trauma at all. Because um, I, I told you at the week... Oh, I'm not going to tell the second Transformers the Animated Story about dogs. <laughs> no, no, no. I we'll feel save I that for when we actually do Transformers the movie. Yeah, because we've got to do that soon. Because have, that yeah. is absolutely one of my favourite things ever, let alone just cartoon. Um, yeah, You'll have to I, think of a theme for it. Mm. I, we could do um, we could do cartoon movies or cartoons that have gone on to be movies because but mm. then I'd really want to do Return of the Joker as well the Batman Beyond one we'll figure something out well, yeah we'll figure it out we'll figure something <laughs> out um, and we've already done G.I. Joe the movie um, <laughs> and Brave Star the movie yeah um, so we've got, we got a bit of a theme going of watching uh, adaptations of 80s cartoons yeah yeah <laughs> They, we haven't done they, Care Bears the movie yet. No, um, I've got a good idea for an episode about episodes of cartoons that are so batshit crazy that you just can't understand them. Because there is an episode of Mask, um, M period, A period, S yeah, period, yeah. K period, um, that is so batshit crazy. I was just like, what the fuck is happening here? <laughs> I didn't, I didn't understand it. It was like there were dreams happening, and they were getting information in dreams, and I was kind of like, I don't know what's going on. I've lost it. <laughs> um, <coughs> yeah, so I would give this episode, uh, even without context, enough was happening and enough was engaging that I'd still give it an eight. Yeah, yeah. It's I think an eight is a fair assumption for this for this episode. And I think I'd give um, My Hero Academia a nine. Yeah, I would. Get, I, I, I'm, I don't want to give it as high as a nine because it feels like I'm being favouritism. Mm-hmm. But I do really, really enjoy that episode. I think it's one of the best ones. Well, it's just... Um, so, it treats... It's, even though it's an episode in a saga, it is an episode that has a beginning, middle and end and you can watch it on its own. Yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. really need to understand the context, and some context for Dragon Ball Z would have been nice. <laughs> yes, yeah. That's the separation oh, it, of one mark. It's uh, it's also because uh, Dragon Ball Z has like 8 million episodes. Mm-hmm. It's more like a soap opera. Yeah. Whereas My Hero Academia, I think the episode we watched was like episode 40 overall. Yeah. Yeah. Um... We just received an email. Oh, like literally we, this minute. <laughs> we bugged people to send. We bugged a friend of, well, some friends of ours to send us an email. And one of them did it. Yay! Thank you, Curacle. Oh, hi, Brody. Says over nine thousand emails. <laughs> Said good day, Spivzy and the Master of Riches. <laughs> Trying to watch Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z on cable TV was an absolute nightmare. From my recollection, episodes were sometimes aired out of order, and often after watching three days' worth of filler with some protracted energy charging, it was very easy to miss the climactic episodes. Yep. Uh, yeah, I had that issue where I, um, when I was a kid, I missed the final battle with Cell. 
which we had been I'd been talking with my friends about it for months at that point, and then I missed the last episode, and because it was like you know 1998, you couldn't just watch <laughs> go no. online and watch it. Nope. So that was depressing. It says, um, I played Dragon Quest long before I ever saw anything Dragon Ball-y. Mm-hmm. And over the years, I've been amazed at all of the places that Akira Toriyama's art appears. Chrono Trigger is my favourite of the properties mm-hmm. touched by his style. Do either of you have an example of an encountering an artist's work and style beyond the property they are best known for? Oh, wow. That is a good one. Hmm. Um... Well, there's um, a recent one would be the Robert Rodriguez directed episodes of Boba Fett. That is true. And they are... Uh, yeah. Um, I didn't like those episodes. They're the worst they're the, ones. Yeah. it's uh, He's got a very um, unique directing style, shall we say. Mm-hmm. Um, but Bryce Dallas Howard, on the other hand... Yeah was fucking incredible yes and absolutely the homage yeah. to apollo 13 in that episode of the mandalorian she did uh with the do you know about this i do yeah 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 um with the crash landing yeah uh i think it's on it's when he pulls into the dock where the um where he's delivering the the baby the eggs um yes for the frog yeah. lady yeah um yeah that was great that was yeah, really fantastic. great that's one of the um, best episodes yeah, she's just such a good director. I know, I was surprised because I never think that people who do something outside of directing are going to be any good at directing. Mm-hmm. But then people, it turns out, you think maybe you should have been directing all along. <laughs> well, so that's probably going to be my example. I think Jonathan Frakes, who yeah. played Will Riker in Star Trek: Next Generation, is a fantastic director. Yes. He's really good. Um, he suffers from not having good source material sometimes. Yeah. But still yeah. does a fantastic job in directing a film. Even Have you seen the Thunderbirds film? Uh, yes, at some point. I think I watched right. it at Christmas one year. Really shit film. Yes. Like yeah. a phenomenally shit film. <laughs> yeah. With really great directing. Yeah, it's strange, isn't it? Yeah. And you can see the almost... so. A really terrible director can turn gold into shit. Yeah. But it is impossible for a really good director to turn shit into gold. Yeah, they can just Um, turn it into slightly polished shit. And that's what Thunderbirds is. It's super stylized, highly polished shit. And (laughs) I quite (laughs) admire him for that. Like, that he has had some terrible luck because Mm. first Star Trek First Contact is a is a great film. Really well directed. Um, and you see what um, that guy, is it Stuart Baird or something, did with like Star Trek Nemesis, and it's kind mm. of like, mm, that's really bad. Yeah, Nemesis um, was quite bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, there is a really famous H.R. Geiger, Emerson, Lake and Palmer LP um, vinyl cover mm. um, that I adore. Yeah. Um, and that is another example of uh, art out of context. I always associate H.R. Geiger with Alien. Yeah. Um, but yeah. it's like a bifold cover with a skeleton, the skull on it. Have you seen this? I think I might have, yeah. It's really iconic. Um, yeah. The other thing is uh, the guy who uh, did the art for X-Man, um, the <laughs> yeah. character that came out of the Age of Apocalypse, 
um, he was originally a storyboard artist and he did all the concept art for the Matrix, the original Matrix film. Oh, cool. And um, I, I don't know if I've talked about this before. I might have talked about this before. Um, but those storyboards are so phenomenal. They're I think better I've than seen the Matrix them. film. Um, yeah. It's called Nick something. I can't remember the guy's name. I'm going to see if I can find out. Um, but basically, if you hadn't seen the Matrix before, um, mm. you would know the exact pace, tone of the film. That's pretty um, cool. It yeah. reads like a manga. Um, oh, what is his name? Oh, no, Steve Scrose. I think that's his name. Steve Scrose? Scrose? Yeah, it's an unfortunate name. Yeah, uh, Steve Steve's gross. Scrooge. Is that his name? Hey, it's uh, probably his name. Steve Scrooge. <laughs> yeah, that's him. Um, so he does. Uh, I'll send Spitzy. Well, we can we can tweet some some of his art out. Um, he, he's great. He's absolutely phenomenal, and his art is all just. Are you are you googling it now? Um, I'm, I've just had a notification on Discord, not seeing if, if it was anything important. <laughs> but he, oh, it um... was um, it was Sean sending me something about Stephanie Baldwin, Stephen Baldwin. <laughs> He's got new Sean? information. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, Steve Scrooge. If you look up Steve Scrooge Matrix, uh. You know, I'm not going to tell you how to Google. Why am I explaining it? Yeah, my mum. Just go on to www. Um, <laughs> dot. I was explaining it as if you were a boomer. Like, um, <laughs> yeah, but it's just great. It's great work, and it makes me wish that I always say this: the Matrix would have worked better as a comic or a manga. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, um, it doesn't work as free films. The things that happen in the films aren't believable in the world of this cinema. Is, this might be like a contentious thing to say, but I feel like the Wachowskis made one good movie. Yeah, and everything else has been a bit crap. One good movie, <laughs> um, and two good climactic scenes. Because yes. I think the scene on the highway is phenomenal. Um, just I, the meticulous I, planning. There in are. That. But, I'm kind of like um, lukewarm on the second Matrix movie, but the in that, surely it's a the bit chase. shit. But it's quite fun to watch. Mm-hmm. The third one is a disaster. Yeah, until however, the end. yeah, the fight with Smith. The final fight yeah, with Smith yeah. is so good. Yeah, that's um, it's, it's very it's fun. It's a fun one to watch. It's very I, Dragon Ball. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and yeah. that's why I think it should have been an anime or a manga or a comic yeah. because it's just so much. There's so much comic in there. Um, yeah, that's the thing uh, I find that uh, directors do a lot where they say, oh, we wanted it to be like a live action anime. Yeah, just like, make an um, anime. Just make an anime. Just make it animated. Who cares? Like, I hate it when it's like, oh, we wanted it to be like this thing, but oh, we can't make it into that mm. thing because that would be too obvious. So we're going to make it like a homage to it. Just yeah. make the thing. Because that, that always works. Like, I wanted yeah. to make a sandwich, but I wanted to make it like a fancier yeah. type of sandwich. It's it's camel. Uh, <laughs> so I used camel two slices designed. of Battenberg instead of <laughs> using bread. <laughs> and I filled it with dog shit. Um, so, but it's that um, a camel is a horse designed by committee. Thing, yeah, isn't it? yeah. Where, like, you know, you've tried, you've muddied the water so much now that it doesn't, it doesn't mean anything anymore. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I hope, uh, Kirikul, that that answered your question. Um, yeah, I, I was just—I was also thinking another one. I just thought of 
I get this a lot on Spotify, where you listen to a song and think, I recognise the singer in this song. And then you look it up and find out it's somebody that you've listened to for years who had a secret band and then oh, released like, yeah. one album 20 years ago. Like um, Dallas Green from City and Colour was in uh, oh, Alexis on Fire. Um, yeah, yeah. But I never recognised that... Um, because I really like seeing in colour, but I'm very, very lukewarm on Lexus on Fire. Yeah, um, or like um, uh, uh, Billy Joe Armstrong from Green yeah. Day was in um, that other band who did Teenagers from Mars, whose name yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember either. Uh, Hammer of the Gods was the name of the album, but I can't remember what the band was called. <laughs> I mean, perfect anecdote. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's loads and loads of stuff like that. Like, you see people's um, art sort of like co-opted but in a nice way um and you just think oh wow that's really good um yeah i like seeing artists step out of their comfort zone and do other things so there's lots of like comic artists who do like um pop art pieces or instruction manuals or like technical drawings Mm. and i just think wow these are these are great i i'd want like a lot of these um Yeah. (laughs) yeah I like it when artists go completely out of their style as well. Like I do as well. Yeah, Alf, I like it Alf. when um, it's like uh, being a chameleon. Yeah, like an artistic chameleon. Yeah, some of the people who we know who do art, like Jeff Pennington, will say that that is his biggest weakness. But I actually think having a multitude of styles that you are excellent in, yeah, is just uh, I'm just in awe of that because I can only draw one way. Um, I forget how I draw. (laughs) Yeah, same. So I've bought, um, I don't know if you have heard of the Effrington Brothers. So they do like um, lessons, free lessons online of how to draw things. And they'll show you like foreshortening and stuff like that. It's well worth anyone who's interested in art. um, Mm -hmm. Check out the Effrington Brothers. They're on Twitter and stuff like that. And they they, Oh, can I I quickly complain about something I saw on YouTube? It's it's related, so it's not completely out of context. Oh, I know what you're going to say. Yeah, I saw saw a video which said, how to draw things in proportion, foreshortening, how to do dynamic poses. So, oh, this will be a good video. So I started it, and it was a guy walking over to a bookcase, picking out an art book and saying, just read this and you'll find it all out. And that was the end of the video. (laughs) Why did he make that into a video? I don't know. People want to do that. People want to just, yeah, yeah. I, I, was, I was so irritated. <laughs> it's, oh God's um, sake! Stupid video. Yeah, it's it's about having content, isn't it? Rather yeah, than actually yeah. saying something. Um, I watch tons of um, how to draw videos on YouTube. Yeah. I never like actually do anything they're telling me to do, but I just like watching them. I do that with painting because I paint miniatures. Um, and I will watch sometimes painting videos and of instructional videos on how to paint a miniature that I've yeah, even got. Yeah. Um, I'm never going to. I, I always TV. watch. The, I always watch these like tutorial videos, thinking, "Yeah, I'll do that next time. I'm actually going to do some drawing," mm-hmm. and then just sit there not drawing for three hours while I binge through somebody's entire channel. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I bought. I find I'm more likely to do it uh, to respond well to books, and I don't know whether that's because like. I didn't grow up with YouTube. Yeah, could be. Um, yeah, yeah. But I respond better to books, which is why I bought. I buy lots of lots of art reference books, mm. and I find those help me a lot more. Um, mainly as well because I can take 
I know you can take a screenshot, but I tend to take pictures or scans of the book and then yeah. have a whole file of reference art that I think I'm going to use if I find an angle difficult or something like that. That's pretty um, cool. I love that kind of thing. Yeah. Like I've, one of my dream purchases would be a filing cabinet just with pieces of paper inside mm-hmm. of things I've scanned. <laughs> So, a big metal filing cabinet. I'd love that. <laughs> um, I don't ask for much in this life. No, no, no. Well, you've not got a lot of space. That's probably why. Yeah, yeah. A vertical storage is where it's at. It is. Yeah, I've got enough ceilings. Yeah, you if I can get be... things like hang off the ceiling. I'll be well away. Yeah. What you need is you need a, a Calax. One of them. <laughs> two by five. One of those IKEA things. That's... Oh, right. you know one of those I ones thought, I've got. I, I thought it was like a. Um, like a term for something I hadn't heard of. No, it's just an Ikea like like a nonsense word. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but I've got like a... Is it 5x5? Five five? It's 4x5 Calax for my um, all my shit, my board yeah. games. Yeah. Um, and it's the only way I can store them because otherwise I wouldn't have had anywhere else to put them really. <laughs> uh, my bookcases is whatever I've seen at uh, um, charity shops. So like yeah. at the, um, you know, the Heart Foundation or wherever. Yeah, yeah. So I've got like six completely different looking bookcases with that's different cool. levels of storage on them. I mean, but that's in at the moment. Mix and match it furniture. It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very fashionable. Yeah, Inadvertently fashionable. <laughs> <laughs> that's one thing everybody knows about me is that how I'm very, very fashionable. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ma- GQ's <laughs> man of the year. Yep, that's me. Is it GQ? Yeah, it's GQ, yeah. I thought it was CQ then for a second. <laughs> I thought I'd got it wrong. Um... Yeah. Uh, do we want to pick a theme for next episode? Yeah, I picked this one, so you can pick the next one. All right. Are we guesting, or are we just going to... I'd like to have a guest on, if we can get someone. Right. We'll see if we can get a guest on. Maybe we'll talk... Why don't we just talk um, animated movies? Yeah. But they have to be animated movies that were based on a, an existing cartoon property. Are we... Um... Doing this uh, theatrical releases or oh, straight yeah. to video? Yeah, or... I think theatrical <clears throat> releases. Okay. That will cover me for Transformers the Animated Movie. Yeah, it will, yeah. I'll have to the, think of something. I mean, spoilers, the best soundtrack in... It, yeah. One of the best soundtracks in movie history. Yeah, you're only saying that because Stan Bush follows you on Twitter. He doesn't, he follows Josh. I'm, I'm jealous about oh. this. I'll, I will have that follow. <laughs> I thought I could have sworn he followed you as well. I wished he did. I wished he did. <laughs> then I'd be happy. That is someone I would. I don't care if like Chris Evans could follow me, and I'd be like, no, eh, alright, fine. Yeah. Stan Bush. Stan Bush followed me. That would be a massive geek moment. <laughs> I had a geek moment when the um, Rodney Anonymous from the Dead Milkmen followed me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> been downhill since yeah <laughs> sorry mate <laughs> um all right so next time we'll do animated movies we're still gonna yeah. do uh we still got a trek episode lined up we just need to find a time that we can do with jen because um yeah she's she's ugh, in america and has ugh. kids like me ugh. so it's really hard to find a time <laughs> where we can both do we'll, um, um we'll have to try to think of a more succinct name for the animated movies episode yeah because you can't call it the animated movies episode. Animated we can't call movies it animated movies based on theater, yeah. based on existing properties episode. Yeah, um, like this is the issue we had when we did those um, adapting our rated properties. 
thing where we couldn't come up with a name. What did we call it? Not for kids or something like I that? I think so, yeah. Something like that, yeah. Um, which had its own problems, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It has to be... So it has to be based on a series. Okay. So, like, Pokemon the movie would be fine, for example. Right. Yeah. I'm uh, not going to do that. The My Hero Academia film would be fine. Yeah. yeah. So it has to be a theatrically released film based on an existing property. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, good work trying to find a yeah. title. Good, good luck find, trying to find a title for that. <laughs> um, cool. Right. Well, it's probably the end of the episode, right? What do we want to pimp this week? Uh, well, we've got quite a few things to pimp this yeah, week. Yeah, I know. My, my, list is getting, <laughs> my list is getting larger now. It's, it's ridiculous. So, uh, yeah, I started a podcast this week. The first episode came out. We were recording on a Tuesday, but it came out on Monday. Um, basically, it is for all those who don't know, who don't, haven't seen Twitter and haven't, you know, I, mean, I suppose if you're a blind mole, maybe you haven't yeah, seen it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've launched a uh, podcast with Jeff Pennington and Josh Henderson called Bros Before Pros, which is brilliant. Um, it is, yeah. <laughs> um, was that yours or Jeff? It was bit, a bit of both. So okay. we were trying to think of a name, and Jeff said, "I want to use Pros," but I'd feel bad if I used it because your website's called Boldly Pros, and I said, "Why not Bros Before Pros?" And then, <laughs> um, yeah, we like that because of the. Um, the way in which another podcast that's like it ended. Uh, yeah. So this is about, you know, uh, friendship above the, the podcast is, yeah. the, you know, the <laughs> need the name for the title, uh, name of the podcast. Um, so, yeah, we do three, three fictional stories of, of different genres or, you know, it could all be the same genre, varying genres. Um, that based on two random prompts um, or two user uh, listener suggested prompts mm-hmm. um the first episode came out on monday it was it was really funny to record um it was a funny episode i enjoyed it was, listening to it um and all three stories were really good as well uh there was a sci-fi episode a twilight zone episode and a fantasy episode <laughs> um so it was all a bit different uh it was good it was really fun to do um yeah apart from josh sabotaged my intro <laughs> that was funny uh, literally about two <laughs> seconds in um <laughs> which still makes me laugh thinking about it um but yeah you can follow us at at bros b4 the, the number four pros pod um yeah and you can get all the information there um i spivzy and i also do a uh star trek themed drama mm-hmm. comedy with a number of talented people and friends yeah. Um, and so we never we never seem to mention is that we both voice characters inside of the show. We oh, don't yeah. just write the show. Yeah, we write the show. We we provide you know script editing for the show. We do uh, story plotting. Uh, we do. It's a whole thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a proper like professional outfit. It's we meet every week for it as well, yeah. like virtually without fail for the last four years. Yeah. Um, oh no, it hasn't been that long, has it? No, got... uh, t- uh, twenty. It was uh, just before the pandemic, because when we were doing the first, the second season. Oh, okay. So it's before then, then. Yeah, I think it was October twenty nineteen ish. Well, I mean, that's nearly three years. Yeah, nearly three years. Three yeah. years. Yeah. 
um, which is scary. Uh, yeah. And that is called Tapon's Theatre on Subspace. And you can find that at Tapon on Subspace. Uh, and then my website is boldlyprose.com. And that has been neglected over the past few weeks because I've had too much on. Um, <laughs> but there's more stories coming on there soon. You can find cool. my fan fiction writing on there. Spivsy, over to you. Um, you can find me on this uh, uh, really small podcast called Toon Hounds. Uh, not many people know about it. It's, How would um, they find you? How would they get this information to follow? If <laughs> well, if you really to want it? to know more about right, Toonhounds, okay, you can go to uh, at Toonhounds on Twitter. Yep. We post quite can, regularly, can, don't we? email us. Oh, I'm trying to. Mm. There's, um, there's, uh, I follow these, uh, these um, folklore accounts on mm-hmm. Twitter, and they do uh, Weird Wednesdays. Yeah, and what it being one. Wednesday tomorrow, they're doing about animation, so I'm probably going to be retweeting a lot of stuff during that Wednesday. Yeah. Um, you can email us at uh, at gmail.com. Yeah, send us you emails. Can, we like getting emails. It's good. Yeah, you can go to www.toonhounds.com if you wanted to, but there's nothing there because it doesn't exist. Mm. So you will be probably either looking at somebody's website from about 40 years ago or nothing. Probably like a GoDaddy page. But it might be enjoyable to look at. Yeah. Um, you can follow us. me. <laughs> you can follow me at Spivzy on Twitter. S P I V Z Y. And I'm at Masters Rich. And we're pretty much on every platform. Yep. 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 Because <laughs> yep. Spivzy's clever and did it through Anchor. I did yeah. both before Pros yeah. through SoundCloud. And then basically, Jeff and I spent about. A cumulative total of about six hours trying to figure out why we couldn't get the RSS feed to work yesterday. Uh, so, do you know why I got the RSS feed to to work out? Uh, you just did it I, pressing the button. Yeah, I pressed yeah. the button and then I went to sleep. Yeah. Next Shut thing up, you know, <laughs> you'd have been useful about three hours, uh, three days ago. So, I mean, we did um, put the first episode of Two Nouns on on SoundCloud with intentions of using SoundCloud. But did you know you have to actually pay for SoundCloud? To yes, boost your I podcast? do know that. I do. And that's know why that. we didn't. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> oh shit! Speaking of paying for things, oh, uh, yeah. join our patron. Yeah. We've got a patron as well at the one hour and forty five minute mark to tell people to go on Patreon. When they've definitely turned off by now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you can get like uh, secret access to um, patron-only things a couple of months before it's released public. I um, we released our first patron special publicly uh, last week, which is mm-hmm. where we both tried to come up with uh, cartoons based on inappropriate properties. And yeah, it's a very that, funny episode. It was not porn. No, it wasn't porn. It could there have been some been, good ones in there. Yeah, and um, um, Rich talks about Kim Kim Control for fifty minutes. Yeah, I do don't I? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because both my properties are about... Spoilers, they're both about Kim Cattrall. Um, who I apparently I like more than I thought I did. Yeah. So that's the things you learn with Toon Hounds. Yeah, you learn about your secret desires that you didn't even know you yeah. had. Um, yeah, and there's you can get uh, early access to in-progress art picks. Uh, the podcast a couple of days early. Do we still do that? Uh, yeah, the, it goes up for patrons on a Friday yep. before being released publicly on a Monday. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't think of anything else to say. No, I think that's everything, isn't it? That's yeah. all of our shit. That's all of our shit. <laughs> our shit's longer than the podcast now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> right, everyone, uh, have a good week. Uh, we'll catch you in two weeks. Well, so have a good two weeks, I guess. Don't have a good yeah. week and a shit have week. Have a good That fortnight. would be terrible. Um 
And uh, yeah, I mean, keep watching cartoons and keep being nice to each other. All right. Yeah. Cool. If you can't be nice, be quiet. Yes. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> that is a good one. Um, take care of yourselves and everyone else, and see you soon. Bye. Bye-bye.